Hello everyone and welcome to another special bonus episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. Uh, this is an episode for uh, panel audio for the future of Star Wars from Phoenix Fan Fusion 2022. Uh, I'm your host for this uh panel introduction, Jason Hunt, uh, and I am, of course, flying solo again. Uh, this is from, again, Phoenix Fan Fusion 2022 uh, that I was very fortunate enough to attend uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago at the time of this recording. Um, this is one of three panels that I did with my friends Joey Letson and Kyle Avery, Kyle Baca, both of whom have podcasts which they will introduce uh, at the beginning of the panel, so please check them out if you are so inclined. This panel took place on Saturday afternoon during Phoenix Fan Fusion, which is also the same weekend that Star Wars Celebration happened. And this panel is all about the future of Star Wars. We talked about what was upcoming for Star Wars in terms of TV and movie products, you know, what we knew and that sort of thing. Uh, so we were basically giving late-breaking news from, that was coming out of uh, Star Wars Celebration. So we talk a little bit about Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano. Of course, the Andor uh, announcement was in this. Um, there's some discussion that we uh, had involving uh, Bad Batch and Tales of the Jedi, which, because the panels for those didn't happen until the next day, we kind of speculated a bit on. Uh, but you'll be able to hear our, sort of our thoughts unedited uh, as all of the news was breaking during celebration. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and as always with these panels, we had time at the end where we fielded audience questions, which is a really fun time because you never know what kind of questions you're going to get. Uh, so I love those. So please stick around for that uh, as well. Uh, I think that's all I'm going to do. To introduce this panel. Uh, if you want to contact Carl and I about anything podcast related, of course, please visit our Twitter, which is at Wampas Lair. Uh, our Instagram is the underscore Wampas Lair, or you can email us at Wampas Lair podcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to interact with you. Uh, and without any further ado, here is the future of Star Wars from Phoenix Fan Fusion 2022. Take it away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the future of Star Wars here at Phoenix Fan Fusion. How's everyone's day going so far? A nice smattering of applause. That's fantastic. Okay, no, no, no. How's everyone's day doing so far? Yay! I saw a person in a costume. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about the future of Star Wars, and we're gonna, there's a lot of, like, we're talking like late-breaking stuff. While most of you might have been just enjoying yourself with your friends and your family, eating your lunch or watching a panel, me and these two guys were just frantically going over Twitter, going, what's going on now? So For those just... who don't know, Star Wars Celebration is happening right now in Anaheim, the same weekend this convention is, and they're announcing a ton of new stuff for Star Wars. And uh, not only are they announcing a ton of new stuff this whole weekend, they had a Mandalorian panel that ended about an hour ago, and so we've got new details. We've got some uh, footage that was only shown there but ended up on Twitter, and we snapped it and we're going to show it to you guys before it gets taken down so lots yeah. of cool stuff 
So, hooray. Uh, that'll show them. Um, but, <laughs> and, and we have a few things that we're going to talk about. We're like, we, we know this exists. We don't know about it. But it, as soon as you leave the panel, if you look on Twitter, then you could find out about it. Right. So that's how late breaking we are. We're so late breaking, we don't even know what we're talking about yet. <laughs> and who are we? Well, let's start with the gentleman to my left. Hi, everybody. Um, for those of you who weren't here for our panel at 1030 uh, earlier today, good morning or good afternoon. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm one of the hosts of the Wampa's Lair podcast. Uh, we're sort of an evergreen podcast. We talk about all sorts of fun topics, um, including, you know, Kenobi and... 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones and probably everything we're about to talk about here today. So, uh, yeah, that's me. And my name's Kyle Avery. I'm one of the hosts of Star Wars The Saga Continues. We're also a Star Wars podcast and we focus on a lot of the uh, late-breaking news and just sharing our excitement and speculation about upcoming Star Wars movie and TV projects and stuff. So uh, if you enjoy our panel here today and you want to hear more discussions just like it that go for three hours instead of one, uh, check us out. Yeah. Uh, you think that's an exaggeration? No, it's not. But it's a great podcast. I love his podcast when I'm just like, uh, when you want, it's like a like a nice novel you want to pick up and then you want to put down. You want to pick up, or if you want to binge it, it's great for that too. Because yeah. I mean, he he does it all at one stand. We have our, our longest episode was our review for the Rise of Skywalker it was seven hours. <laughs> Some people say we're crazy. Other people love it that long. So yes, and he's married. So crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a podcaster myself. However, uh, I I have a an Animaniacs podcast actually called the Animaniacast and we talk about Animaniacs and have the creator of the show on that's a regular guest and uh, we talk about Star Wars as well because Oh, I'm Joey Letson. Hi. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Star Wars is everywhere and everything. So, you know, any discussion of even Animaniacs or Freakazoid or what have you is going to end up being a Baby Yoda discussion as well. That's just how <laughs> things go. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, get right into our panel. So let's first talk about... Uh, the big uh, trailer was released. There's uh, no movie coming out this year, but what we do have coming out the end of the summer is the series Andor. So let's go ahead and watch the trailer for that, and uh, we'll have a brief discussion about what Andor is all about.
standing up. That's what a reckoning sounds like. So, uh, Star Wars Andor comes out August 31st. The first two episodes, just like Obi-Wan, will be streaming at that point. And I believe this is a... Uh, Kenobi's a six-episode series. This is a 12-episode series. And yeah. there's going to be a season two of yes. Andor. So they've, they've described it as... So the first 12 episodes, we're going to kind of meet Cassian in a time period where he's not the same guy that we see in Rogue One. He's more selfish, kind of out for himself. Uh, not the kind of guy that would make the selfless sacrifice for a greater cause. But we're going to kind of see him uh, join the rebellion and, and become more of that kid character throughout these first 12 episodes and then they said the second 12 is like the the second half of the story that leads more into Rogue One so we may see more direct tie-ins more characters that we know from Rogue One in that second season K2SO <coughs> yeah yes yeah. Please, K2SO. That was the one that uh, figure in that trailer that I'm like, oh, where's K2SO? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I, I, I think he's going to be season convincing. Two. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> didn't Alec Tudyk basically kind of he's confirm... been confirmed as being in the show somewhere? Yeah. yeah, but I think I did hear recently that he's not in the first season. So I, I think I think K2 season two is probably most likely. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. and plus they could have. I mean, Imperial uh, just. Hello. <laughs> Imperial security droids of some sort um, just kind of patrolling with Alan Tudyk's voice, even if it's not necessarily him, but who That's knows? That's true. Yeah. I, I just love that droid. I think he's awesome. Uh, so, I I mean, yeah, and of course, uh, Mon, Moth- Mon Mothma uh, yeah. back as well. Which... One of the founders of the Rebels. Uh, we see her in the Galactic Senate there in the trailer, which makes me think we're going to get Ian McDermott back as Palpatine at some point in this show, maybe? Yeah, I don't know if I, I think Ian McDermott would be great to see. I, I personally think that Palpatine at this point might be more reclusive. And like in Star Wars Rebels, he's even seen as like a hologram version of himself to show the, the people of the Empire that he's, oh, I'm, don't worry me, I'm young and I'm, I'm not all scarred and everything anymore, right? Scarred and deformed. deformed. Um, no, so I I think either way, if I mean, he, Ian's been keeping a you know pretty close to Star Wars over the past few years, so I think the chances of seeing him reappear are pretty pretty good, especially if you're dealing yeah. with Senate scenes. Right, uh, something should happen, right? So yeah, and or very much looking forward to that. Uh, you know, that first trailer focusing, of course, a lot on this this small town and uh, the infiltration of the Empire. So we're still definitely in a, a time period where the Empire is just starting to seize control and, and we've seen this kind of stuff before and you know of course in Solo and, and Rebels of course was a major uh, part of seeing that so now yeah, we get to see more of it another point I, of view they've also said that in addition to just like seeing Cassian's backstory fleshed out seeing Mon Mothma in the Senate that this series has like a big kind of ensemble type cast and so we may have multiple main characters multiple storylines and I think we're going to get just a lot of interesting stuff of sort of the daily goings on of this imperial era the beginnings of the rebellion that kind of stuff so I'm really looking forward to it yeah definitely and we don't have that long to wait again August yeah. 31st yeah the other uh, news, the new series, this is a surprise, was called Skeleton Crew. 
And Skeleton Crew, it says, the description they gave um, is the show takes place during the post-Return of the Jedi reconstruction. So basically about the same time as Mandalorian and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's the same as the Mandalorian, but its plot remains a secret. It's created and executive produced by John Watts, uh, director John Watts, and uh, writer Chris Ford, who made Spider-Man Homecoming. And casting notice was put out for four children from 11 to 12. And inside Lucasfilm, the show is being described as a galactic version of the classic emblem coming of age adventure from the films of the eight. I'm sorry, 1980s. And this is what I, when I was listening to this uh, description here from Variety, that stuck out. It was informally referred to as quote grammar rodeo at the time, and that is a reference to the episode of The Simpsons in which Bart and three of his classmates take a road trip together by renting a car with a fake ID. Remember this? And they, he's like, cruise control, my man. He's walking around the little car. Love that scene. Uh, so this is, uh, the, they did release one piece of concept art right here uh, at Celebration. So this showing some kids, four kids, and a stolen rented uh, ship. Yeah. Uh, we know and Jude Law is also in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Jude yeah. Law has been announced as being in this show. We don't know in what capacity. We don't, yeah. don't know anything else other than it's about four kids, probably stealing a ship, and Jude Law's in it. So yeah. we don't know if he's helping them, trying to hunt them down, if they get in trouble with him, what? Yeah, and um, I mean, you mentioned the the sort of classic Amblin 1980s, you know, movies kind of reference. I've also heard some sources kind of describe this as like a Star Wars version of Stranger Things. Um, so think that kind of series, you know, with some mystery and some danger and stuff with a, a young group of kids that they kind of talked about it too. They said like it's it's a series centered around kids, but it's not necessarily a kids show. Like it'll still be exciting, you know, for for adults and yeah, I I, do. I would yeah, Stranger Things is like. I would not classify as a kid show. Yeah, no, show. absolutely, absolutely <laughs> you know? not. So. It centers around kids, but you don't think, consider it a kid show. Same with, uh, but I think I think they have a lot of these plot lines, perhaps that they've kind of had, and are perhaps using some of them. Uh, remember back in the Clone Wars, they had that uh, the the Padawans going out with Ahsoka, yeah. and uh, they were going to have a whole series uh, of that, which then you know with the Disney buyout and everything, that kind of got scrapped. But we all know Lucasfilm never throws away anything. Everything so, is recycled and refurbished. Yeah, exactly. In some, so, some way. Exactly. Well, on, on that note, did you put that the Young Jedi adventure? Uh, I don't. I, I I forget. So that's there, there, there's another <laughs> uh, new like animated series that they just announced. that's going to be aimed at like preschool age kids. Oh yes. Like, like Young Jedi Adventures or something that takes it's, place in the High Republic era. Which if you guys have been keeping up with some of the the early books and stuff, that's set like 200 years before the Phantom Menace. And that's going to be on like Disney Junior and stuff. Well, yeah. It, it will also be on Disney Plus. Too. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, that so that I think is kind of taking that concept that they had with the younglings in Clone Wars, and it's like, okay, what if we take this back 200 years and made a whole animated series about a group like that? They so. even have a preschool series right now for for kids. Now, have you, see, you guys seen the the cute little Rodian dolls and the Chewbacca uh, Wookies and Ewoks? There's, I saw them in Target. They're adorable. But just little bait look like cabbage. Imagine a Cabbage Patch doll, but it being a Rodian. It's adorable. Uh, I it was like twenty five bucks. I was this close to buying it, and I realized I have no kids. That's weird. I'm not getting in, so I left it there. I left it for the kid. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. not the collector who's just going to put it in his closet. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3. This is coming out February of next year. So 2023, February. They're working on it right now. Uh, they're going back to Mandalore. We got Bo-Katan in there. 
We've got the armorer coming back, and Babu Frick, and uh, it looks like he might be coming into this. This is a, some of the species. His species, yeah. Yeah, I think it's got. I mean, Babu Frick. Can we just put Babu. Well, Frick? Can, we ba- can we put Babu Frick in there, please? No. Uh, apparently, there uh, were a couple of them, though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, so yes. for for those of you guys that haven't been keeping up with all the celebrations stuff, they had a, a panel on Thursday called the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase, where they talked about a lot of their their upcoming projects, and they talked about Mandalorian season three a little bit in that, and then they talked about it more in the panel they just had today. Unfortunately, so they did show a, a teaser trailer for uh, Mando season three on Thursday, and then a longer version of it today um, that we haven't been able to get a good clip of yet to to show you up here. Um, but I've seen some descriptions from it and stuff, and I mean, there's been like space battles. Uh, obviously Mando going back to Mandalore, stuff with the armor, stuff with Bo-Katan. Yeah. Uh, one really cool description of a shot that I heard where like it's a bunch of Mandalorians jumping out of a gunship. So I think we're going to see a lot more Mandalorians this season, um, just with some really cool battles and stuff. And yeah, like the, the little Babu Frick aliens, um, there's, yeah, a couple of them. So maybe they'll go to the planet that those guys are from. Or in case, in case you forgot, because I knew the name Babu Frick, but I forgot who's Babu Frick. He's the little guy in Rise of Skywalker who goes, hey, hey! Yeah. No, Hey! Yeah, yeah that, guy. that guy. So he'll be in it. That's cool. Uh, any, anyway, the, um, the so yeah, a lot of the atonement of him having to. I know that in uh, Book Boba Fett, uh, there was a nice little aside with uh, with the Mandalorian, where they you mean Mandalorian season two point five exactly, right. <laughs> uh, where they basically say like, hey, you took off your mask, dude. You got to go atone for this. Yeah, and, so um, we're gonna pick up with him atoning. Again, yeah. going back to Mandalore to atone for taking off his mask. So, How yeah. dare he? How Which will dare be he? Fascinating to see. I mean, if you guys remember from the Book of Boba Fett, obviously, um, you know, he, they show that whole flashback to the Night of a Thousand Tears, right? And the, the city of Sundari being bombed and wiped out by the Empire. And then uh, the armorer says, you know, you would have to go back and be sort of baptized or whatever in these waters of Mandalore, but it doesn't exist anymore. So I think we're going to see him going back, maybe trying to see if whatever that place is still exists or finding some other way. Uh, you know, a, a loophole in the creed or something that he can sort of regain his honor and and go back to being a Mandalorian. Yeah, and I, yeah. plus Grogu. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. But it was, I mean, for me as a long-term fan of the Clone Wars and seeing all that stuff with Death Watch and the Dark Saber and all that, to see more of that stuff come into play, um, and you know, to see more with the armor, with Bo-Katan, with you know, the Dark Saber and all these different sort of factions and ideologies among Mandalorians, and see how Din Djarin fits in with all that, and see where we're going. Is yeah, totally. Be- Totally. And really just to hard. see like what happened in the transition, perhaps they you know they did a pretty good job with uh, Book of Boba Fett going that flashback scene showing how the destruction of Mandalore. I mean, I'd like to see some more stuff of talking about how like Maul had a, a you know had an impact on Death Watch and how that might be all associated with this whole cult mentality of not taking off your mask. Yeah. It's very interesting that uh, Din Djarin is like so. Um, Stuck on this, I gotta put my helmet on, especially after coming across other Mandalorians who don't, who have no yeah. problem with that. Yeah, it's like they still call them. themselves Mandalorian, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of a weird. I hope it's not a step back for his character because it kind of felt like you're going forward. But I think what a lot of it comes down to is um, I'm forgetting the actor's name who plays uh, 
Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. With Pedro Pascal, it's a great deal for him because he doesn't have to necessarily be there to film a lot of these episodes. He's doing Last of Us. He's doing a lot of other things at the same time. So it's great for him to to be in it but not be in it at the same time. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting little tidbit too. There was a big article in Vanity Fair that came out right before all the celebration stuff, and they talked about sort of how all these shows came together. And they said that Dave Filoni, before John Favreau had the idea for The Mandalorian, Dave was actually developing a Mandalorian like spin-off series to the Clone Wars. So I think if John Favreau hadn't come along, we may have actually gotten like an animated Mandalorian series instead of the Bad Batch as like a follow-up to the final season of Clone Wars. Um, and then when when uh, John pitched uh, his Mandalorian idea, Kathleen Kennedy was like, hey, you've got a Mandalorian idea, Dave has a Mandalorian idea, why don't you guys work together? And I think where we started off with the Mandalorian, with him just, you know, this idea of the lone gunslinger and the child that he's protecting and stuff like that was kind of more J uh, John's vision and yeah. I think now incorporating more of this stuff from the animated series and the lore of the planet Mandalore and everything we're getting more into the stuff that Dave was going to explore so I'm really excited to see where they go with that Dave is a lore geek yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, plus, we got to see like you know, there's Baby Yoda was there at celebration too, which is so, yeah, super he cute. Walked up on the table and sat down. Yeah, it was yeah. adorable. So cute. Uh, the major things though that we're getting is Ahsoka. Now Ahsoka's coming out next year, uh, and we got some some cool news for that for Celebration. There was that was the late late yeah. breaking. And stuff. this was again. The, so this was the panel they had this morning was called like Mando Plus, and it was like a discussion with John Fa John Favreau and Dave Filoni on the Mandalorian. You know where it's been, where it's going. They talked about season three. They showed that teaser, and then like the last five minutes of the panel, they had Rosario Dawson come out on stage. Uh, talked about filming Ahsoka. They had Chopper from Star Wars Rebels come out on stage. The actual droid came up on there. And then they announced, um, well, we'll show the clip and then yeah. we'll, we'll get Hopefully to the this clip video. works. I hope, please. Yeah. It worked before. Yeah. Yeah. Force work. We don't have any audio because yes. all you will hear is people screaming because this is taken from somebody's phone in the convention center. <laughs> yes. So we right there have live action Hera. Uh, so, uh, you know, using the Force stuff, we have Ahsoka. Touching Jedi script. <laughs> Hu Yang from the Clone Wars right there, hopefully voiced by David Tennant. And there's Ahsoka. Ta-da! Imagine all the screaming fans. I took all that out. Yeah. Uh, so yes, so Ahsoka is is coming uh, out next year. Um, it's we were talking about it afterwards. It kind of being seeming like Rebels 2.0 because a lot of the of the plot lines of the 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 drive of this story seems to be very much attached to Rebels. Uh, yeah, trying to yeah. find Thrawn ostensibly to find Ezra, who's out there somewhere. Um, there is a bit of a design difference between Ahsoka from Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett uh, to her series. They just... Yeah, they got those Leku a little bit longer. Le yeah, the Leku a little bit longer, so... I think it's I think just depending nice. on how much water you drink. You know how you can get hydrated? <laughs> and it just grows overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, sure. what, it, that's yeah. what Star Wars fans do. You have to come up with an excuse of why the heck that happened. And it's just drinking... Just She was hydrated on day two. Right. 
Uh, also right here, Natasha Lou Bordizo, I'm probably mis mispronouncing her name, uh, was uh, cast as live action Sabine. This was rumored way back in November of 2021, by the way, and they finally confirmed it today. Uh, she came out and in fact, they show, in one of the clips they showed, uh, they showed that um, uh, from a, mu a mural the from mural. Rebels. Yeah. That's yeah. like the li the ending of Rebels redone in live action. Exactly. So. And, and there then, she is as Sabine kind of looking at it right there with her short the hair mural. and stuff. So, so yeah. yeah. Pretty cool so stuff. That'll be really cool. I think I don't know if we'll pick up with the live action series right where Rebels ended. I would maybe like to see a little bit before that of like how Ahsoka gets to that point. I'm sure we're going to get like a recap of it. Yeah. Well, not only a, a recap, but like, so, you know, Rebels ends, it kind of fast forwards through the original trilogy and then Ahsoka comes back to get Sabine and says they're going to go find Ezra. Um, for those of you who haven't seen Rebels, I mean, that's a short recap. You're probably like, who the heck is Ezra? Uh, go watch it. It's fantastic. Um, but, you know, at the time, we all kind of thought, okay, this is what happens, like, immediately after the original trilogy. But now, obviously, we've got The Mandalorian that takes place five years after, and Ahsoka's in that. So I think we're going to find out that Ahsoka's been doing some more stuff on her own, you know, looking for Thrawn, that kind of stuff that we've seen in Mando. So I think we'll maybe see a little bit of, of connective tissue with, like, you know, see where we left off with her in Mando and Book of Boba Fett, kind of going off on her own thing. And now maybe she finds a clue to where Thrawn is or where Ezra is. And then and goes, brings the whole crew and, back and, together. Yeah, and then goes to get Sabine and is like, okay, now we're picking up from where we left off in Rebels, everything's come back together and now we're taking the story forward from here. And if you're interested in more of like uh, to hear more about those characters and stuff, we're actually doing a third panel it'll be tomorrow at 1.30 and it'll be just about animated characters who've jumped to live action. So if you want to hear a little bit more about those uh, like Sabine and Hera and stuff like that. That'll be tomorrow yeah. at yeah. 1.30. So. Uh, coming up in the future. Now, is... this is where we get to things where we like have a blurb about yeah. <laughs> <So>. Acolyte. <laughs> Star Wars Acolyte. It takes place during the Star the High Republic era of Star Wars, which, uh, if you're reading those books, it's 200 years, correct? Right? About 200 before... years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So I mean, the Jedi Order is in full bloom. They're highly respected. Well, they're about to come out with a new phase of the High Republic books, too, that actually jump back like 150 years. So this whole thing is kind right. of like in the period like anywhere from like 500 to 100 years before. I think with the series, they've actually said it's going to be closer to like 100 years before The Phantom Menace because we might start getting into some of the things leading into that trilogy, setting the stage with the Sith and their return. Um... Because I think that's that's part of the acolyte is not a Jedi acolyte, by the way. Exactly, it's a yeah. dark side. I think acolyte this is gonna sort. we're gonna start planting these. I don't know if we'll see Darth Plagueis in this series or his master, but I think we're gonna see the dark side starting to move and start setting the stage you for mean, the things that we see in the you original mean trilogy. Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. We may not see the tragedy. Tragedy. No, no, no not the, the tragedy. Not the early days of Darth Plagueis the Wise, perhaps. Darth Plagueis the not-so-wise? Yeah. What will be interesting in this will be, be to show Sith or Sith-like characters, but yet not let Have the Jedi... Have them be the ones in hiding. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, but also the Jedi not knowing about them. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, the Sith have been extinct for a millennia. Yeah. Uh, this is, they, they don't know about these, they, you know, that's crazy. There couldn't be any Sith popping around the place. Well, and um, but one, it, one really interesting thing that they could play around with in that is to have maybe some Jedi get close, you know, and yeah. to, uh, maybe have them, have these Sith bump into Jedi, but the Jedi don't know that they're Sith, well, the, and, yeah, you know, they're kind of playing those mind games. Of, the Jedi aren't the best at detectives. They, yeah. they were hanging around the big Sith for many, many years 
person. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they had meetings with him on a regular basis, and they right. never knew. Oh, wait. Uh, but also, I mean, it's kind of a nice juxtaposition of something like Kenobi we're going on right now, where you have the Inquisitors going out looking for Jedi. Maybe you have the Jedi going out looking for dark side Sith people, and never you're like getting kind of close to them, but never quite finding them. Yeah. Uh, so or not finding the. We're in the, the speculation phase of this. Yeah. Right now, because all we know is that it's centered around some sort of dark side person, and that it's set about a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Now one That's other. It. One other thing that is exciting about this, so the, the like head writer and showrunner for this series is Leslie Headland, and um, I saw an interview with her recently where she said like she's a lifelong huge Star Wars fan. She's like basically what got me into writing professionally in the first place. Like my first writing experience was like writing Star Wars fan fictions, like back in the '90s when all they had was like the Thrawn trilogy and stuff like that. So, um, and she also said something. I forget it was either her or Kathleen Kennedy that said that they're going to take some um, elements from the expanded universe that are currently not canon and bring some of those back into canon. Um, so similar to what Dave Filoni's done with Clone Wars and Rebels with bringing in things like Thrawn and some of the Mandalorian lore and stuff like that, um, we may get some more of that kind of stuff in this series, but maybe involving some Sith Lords. Maybe we'll get canon mentions of Darth Bane, Darth Revan, some of those kind of guys. So... We'll see, but I'm really looking forward to. Well, uh, we know Darth Bane is a canon. That's true. Darth Bane is in the Clone Wars. Yeah, for a hot second. And you can find a bust of him over at Galaxy's Edge right now too. So they're totally they're going down on the you know uh, Darth Bane uh, ship. There is another season of Bad Batch coming out as well. We don't know at this point when. Yeah, we know Uh, it's coming. I believe they've still said it was 2022, but we don't have. It should be out sometime this year. The panel for. Bad Batch and the Star Wars animation is like right after we're done with this panel. No, yeah. the Bad Batch panel is tomorrow morning. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. There's another one that we're about to talk about. It's That's true. Right it's after, after this, though. It but, is after yeah. this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, we'll know about that. I would, I mean, if I put in this year, Betting Man, I'm going to guess uh, December ish of this year, let's say. Yeah. That would kind of November, fit in December, with, yeah, probably. I'd, I'd is say a maybe good October, guess. November, but after Andor. Yeah, after Andor, before uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Sure, yeah. let's throw some more Star Wars in between. Uh, we also have uh, so this is kind of something they mentioned a while ago, which hasn't really been talked about too much because it's it's a it's a movie, it's an animated movie. It uh, seems perhaps a little bit more for the younger crowd. It's a epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by our most iconic duo on a secret mission known only to them. What could possibly go wrong? So a droid story uh, with C-3PO and R2-D2 and a new hero. And it's um, animated movie uh, straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, going to Disney+. Plus. Well, did they confirm it's animated? Because I thought they said it's like a combination <laughs> of, it's like Lucasfilm Animation and ILM that are working on this. And so From the speculation was, was that animated. it might be some kind of fusion of live action and animation. But we don't know. This was announced like two years ago and yeah. we haven't heard anything no about it. No screenshot of it, nothing like yeah. that. So they haven't mentioned it at all this weekend during celebrations. So not yet. Anyway. Who knows if this is still in development or has maybe just been kind of put on the back burner. Now, one thing we do we did not really know much about, but we do know about coming up as an animated series. Uh, it's not a series. It's called Star Wars Tales of, Je- Tales of the Jedi. Now, this is not the the graphic of it. This is just the old Dark Horse uh, thing I got, and it doesn't really. Pro- it may or may not be associated with any of those st- stories or that timeline. 
comes from Dave Filoni. It's an animated, what was the uh, word for Animated it? anthology and, shorts. Anthology oh. shorts. So maybe kind of like Star Wars Visions, perhaps. Uh, Except something like that. in canon. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm hoping, because also you also had the uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny that they did a few years ago that were also sort of anthology animated shorts that were more aimed at kids, and those shorts were like two to three minutes long, whereas the Star Wars Visions shorts were like 10, 15, 20 minutes long. Um, so for Tales of the Jedi, yeah, I'm hoping we'll get a little bit longer. I'm hoping that this is maybe just some stories throughout the history of the galaxy of tales of different Jedi, Sith, stuff like that. Maybe some little nuggets and stories of Old Republic type stuff that they're going to maybe tell stories about and bring into bring into the canon. Um, maybe stuff that they don't want to do a full series about, but just kind of give us like a canon version of what this story was or who this character was. Um, I think that would be really cool to see. That's the one that, that panel starts basically right after this one's over. So like an hour from now, we'll know more about Tales of yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. Right, now, all, yeah, right now, all we know is that it's just an animated anthology shorts. Yeah. An hour after the panel ends, check your Twitter account and there should be <laughs> information yeah. about this show. Or come find me. I'll be glued to Twitter. If, <laughs> if there's leaked footage from that, I'll find it for you. He's six foot eight. He'll be easy to find. Whenever I need to look for Kyle, I always just scan the horizon. Where's Kyle? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead to, to Star Wars Rogue Squadron. This is being directed by Patty Jenkins. This was kind of put on hold. However, it's still being worked on. Patty Jenkins had like another, I think she had Cleopatra she was going to be directing, and then that got maybe canceled, and now it may. Well, I don't no, know. I, it, only, it didn't get canceled. She shifted from being a director on it to just an executive Oh, there producer. you go. Because she had so much going on. She was doing like Wonder Woman and Rogue Squadron and Cleopatra, and it was like, when are you going to have time to direct all these? Yeah. Um, but apparently they were also there was some you know creative differences or they were having trouble nailing down the script for Rogue Squadron that was when it was originally announced that was supposed to be the next Star Wars movie coming out in 2023 um, as of now it sounds like that is not the case um, that it's been pushed back to like maybe 2024 2025 we don't know yeah uh, but it's still being worked on as far as we know and yeah. I say please and thank you because I need some Rogue Squadron I really want those books brought to life? Sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rogue Squadron was the movie I was looking forward to, and it's, I'm just still waiting for it. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> even if even if Patty Jenkins' original version does not come forward, it's just like like we just said with anything Star Wars. The best elements always just typically go through, and they'll you know, be recycled later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi's movie, however, is the new... This is... I, uh, they have not named... It's just called Taika Waititi's Star Wars film. Uh, so there's no real uh, uh, title for it yet. They've released this, this Star Wars uh, title, which looks very Monty Python-esque, in my opinion. Um, and that's it. So you know that Taika Waititi's directing it, and it's... It's, it's supposed to be coming out probably end of 2023. Well, when they originally announced all these, they announced Taika's movie was coming out 2025. Right. And but Rogue, Rogue Squadron moved. was for 2023. Now, we know Rogue Squadron's been moved. And when Rogue Squadron got moved, like last year, I think, there were a lot of rumors flying around that it was going to be replaced in 2023 with some other Star Wars movie that, you know, Taika's was still going to be 2025, but they had, like, ideas in the back burner and stuff that they could sort of move into production and that there might be an Old Republic movie or a High Republic movie or something that sort of the creative team could 
could cook up and just kind of put out there to have a movie in 2023. We haven't heard anything about that. Um, and especially with Celebration being this weekend and them having their big studio showcase. And they talk, they even talked about like the Willow series and they talked about Indiana Jones 5, which is coming out next year. I think if we were getting a Star Wars movie next year, we would have had it announced by this point. So I'm thinking the Taika movie is still probably 2025, maybe moved up like a year. Kathleen Kennedy said this week, like in an interview, 2023. I don't know. That's, that's, but I, I, I agree. I think that seems way too It close. seems yeah. optimistic. It, it seems yeah. weird that, uh, that we'd be getting a Star Wars movie a year and a half from now and it hasn't been officially announced. <laughs> well, this is also the studio that's th- that did not promote Solo at all. So, and they're like, oh yeah, that's, I, re- I still remember going out to, to like the doctor's office and teacher's uh, a teacher, uh, the the nurse seeing my Star Wars shirt and saying, "Oh, I just saw that new Star Wars movie." I said, "Oh, you saw Solo?" And they're like, "No, I saw Last Jedi." What are you talking about? What Solo? <laughs> they they they're not necessarily doing the best job of necessarily prepping and pr- promoting these things. Hopefully, if they've learned their lesson. But either way, we'll hopefully find out soon. Either this weekend with Star uh, Celebration, or of course, uh, Love and Thunder is coming out, and Taika is going to be on the interview circuit, and you know, people are going to be asking him about that. Yeah. yeah. So if there's anything, if there's actually any production going on, any news, he'll be uh, talking about that. Yeah. There's other things in here that we didn't really put slides up for because it's just kind well, of like in passing. One other thing I was going to bring up yes. just while we're on the subject of movies and people doing press and stuff, uh, it was also announced a while ago that um, Kevin Feige from Marvel is going to be producing a Star Wars yes. movie. And it's funny because in the interviews that just came out in that Vanity Fair article, Kathleen Kennedy said like, oh yeah, like we'd still like him to do one, but we don't know when it's going to happen. But apparently that interview is from back in March and they just published it like a couple weeks ago, but then back at the beginning of May, when Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out, uh, the writer on that movie, I forget his name, I think it might be... I'm not going to try to come up with that. I can't remember his name. But the guy that's writing that movie with Kevin Feige, who, who wrote Doctor Strange, then said, like, okay, after this, now that this is out, we're now starting to kick ideas around and starting to write that Star Wars movie. So I think that's probably more of a, a definite thing that's happening than maybe Kathleen Kennedy's recent comments suggest. So I don't think that'll be the next Star Wars movie that comes out, but that's another one to look forward to in the next three, four years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they come up with. It's definitely a weird blend right now with, with the weirdest thing that Star Wars television is the big draw right now, you know? And then they're like, Oh yeah, they used to make Star Wars movies too. We've we've got big names attached like Patty Jenkins and Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige and people that I would love to see a Star Wars movie from, but it's like, we don't know what order they're coming out in or what they're about or anything like that. It's just kind of like movies. They'll get here when they get here. Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Orion and or I'm really excited for this stuff and this is the stuff we've got trailers for and release dates and you know yeah not to mention Kenobi which I mean I guess you could count that as upcoming Star Wars we've got four episodes left but we did a whole panel about that this morning reviewing the premiere and everything and so, so we won't talk about that here uh, uh, we have uh, one more trailer to show here and this is actually going to be for the new uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Jedi Survivor Jedi any, Survivor. any Star Wars gaming fans in here Fallen Order fans, yeah. So they just, I think it was just yesterday, this trailer came out for the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And before I play this, I'm just going to say that uh, we're going to have have lots of time for any um, questions or theories or discussions or things like that. And there's a microphone back there that should hopefully be working. Uh, 
we're recording this lovely panel for these gentlemen's podcast. So if you want to be ooh famous and, and show your friends, <laughs> yeah, jump on the microphone and uh, you'll be podcast famous for a week. Yeah. Uh, That's let's a go ahead. Double Z list celebrity status. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm single Z list. You speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and get to this trailer. So get your Christmas list ready. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, that's see the or next year. <laughs> yeah, the, the initial speculation was that that was going to be out by like holiday of this year, and now it's been pushed back a little bit. So I think it's probably going to be February, March next year when uh, when Jedi Survivor comes out. And maybe I can get a PS5 by then. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Jeez. Um, Anybody actually see them in stores? I haven't. No. Uh, well, but. let's go ahead and open up for any questions, things like that you, uh, uh, that you might have. Uh, well, some quick thoughts on this. So, but go ahead and line up with the microphone if you want to ask us anything or have any comments. Uh, but yeah, you had some share your thoughts. fan theories, thoughts on the because you haven't even like finished Fallen Order yet. I've, I've seen. He he watched me finish. I watched him finish <laughs> for like the third time. Yeah, um, it's a great game. I can't wait to see, it, especially with. Um, What's ever in the tube? The back to... Yeah, uh, so you see somebody floating in there. And I think... See, when I heard the title was going to be Jedi Survivor, I was like, eh, that seems kind of plain. Because like, we know he's a, a survivor living in the, the dark times where there aren't that many Jedi. But I think the title is going to also refer to whoever that is. I think that might be another Jedi that has survived or maybe a survivor of an even further bygone age or something like that. This looks very mysterious and there's going to be a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on and figure out who this survivor is, what's going on there. Also, you got the, the Grand Inquisitor no. looking guy who I don't think is the Grand Inquisitor. Same species, but um, I'm interested to see who this this new villain is in there as well. So, yeah. Right. But yeah, we got some people at the mic, so go ahead. So, um, at the beginning of the, the survivor trailer, uh, the pilot cockpit area, cockpit area kind of look like the the ship that you originally flew in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the the ship crashed somehow or 
What happened to the crew? I think it's very possible. I mean, I expect that we'll see the same ship and a lot of the same characters from the first game show up in this one, um, especially because it was such a fun ensemble cast. Like, I want to see more of that those guys all together again, um, especially with Marin. Like, she doesn't really join your party until the end of the game, so I want to see more with, with Cal and Marin together. Um, but it's not uncommon for sequels to do something that kind of shakes that up, like blow up the ship that you flew around in in the first game or, you know, have the characters all scatter and then have to come back together. So It's also very Star Wars to crash a ship. Yeah, yeah, so. it, that's true. Just because the ship is sitting on a planet looking kind of banged up doesn't mean they can't fix it and get it going again. But yeah, I'm sure they'll be in some kind of peril. I'm sure there'll be something that kind of shakes up the paradigm from the first but game. But definitely he looks like he's looking for guidance. He looks, obviously, they're trying to show that he's been separated, that things are definitely different and yeah. that he's perhaps trying to go to this Jedi who may or may not be good uh, in, yeah. in, the, yeah. in there. He kind of I, reminded me of uh, Joris yeah. So it's like I, 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 part of me is like I wonder if that's a Jedi clone going on. Probably ah, not, be, but could I don't know. That's, we'll find that's, out. That's Sifo-Dyas in the tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. I heard they're doing a remake of The Old Republic. Do you guys ever see anything like live action or anything set in The Old Republic coming back, or, or do you think they keep talking it's... about it? Um, I don't think there's anything official, but I don't know. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy has mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, but she... there's nothing that we know yet, as far as I'm aware of. She did say they're working on something set in the Old Republic era. Obviously, the big thing is, yes, they're doing a remake of the original Knights of the Old Republic game. Um, I think that's the big thing for me. I mean, I'm a huge fan of those games and that whole era, and so just to be able to play the game again with revamped graphics and maybe some new story material added and stuff like that, I think is going to be really awesome. Um, and I'd rather have that than like an adaptation of that story in live action or something. I'd rather just like play a, mod- a remodern version of the game. But maybe again, I-, I think we may get some of that stuff in like Tales of the Jedi or Acolyte. Um, yeah, or the Acolyte. I mean, Acolyte, it would be more mentions and how that's yeah. just informing the history of the Sith. Tales of the Jedi, we may get some of that stuff shown in little animated anthology shorts and stuff. Um, if they ever did do like a, a live-action series or something set during the Old Republic, I would love that. But I feel like the High Republic seems to be more their focus right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll see. Yes. Okay. So, I do have a question that would have the slightest, 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 tiniest little Kenobi spoiler at the start, but if we don't want to do that, I can replace Does it. Does anybody here spoilers. care about Kenobi spoilers? I'm plugging my ears. Okay. Plugging your ears. Okay. Well, so, go like go this too. La, 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 go la, ahead la. and ask the question, and then I'll give and you the, the, maybe I'll tell you to come up after. I'll, I'll give replace, you the replace spoiler character names with Jar Jar Binks, and those of us who've seen the show will know who you're it's, talking it's about. It's not actually covering any of the characters or the contents of the show exactly. Basically, okay. basically uh, in the, at the very beginning of the Kenobi show, they have like basically the supercut of the prequels where yes. uh, at the yeah. very beginning. Do you think that they would actually do that for the Ahsoka show, or do you think they would remake the, all of those scenes in like live action because that could get expensive really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Compared, to, compared to like just replaying, but it would also like you'd have. I think what we're gonna. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
Yeah, the, no, it, it's just like the me the meshing of like live action and and, and cartoon would be. Like yeah, that would be really show. weird to have a, an animated recap cut into a live action show. Um, I think what is more likely for Ahsoka is that we're going to get a scene where she sits down with one of the characters from Rebels, and they're going to kind of do a recap of what happened. They're going to talk about yeah. what happened, uh, kind of catch everyone who didn't watch Rebels up on the story so far and go from there because I feel like that's the easiest way to do it but we don't know. That, Star Wars don't know. exposition discussion. Yeah, I yes. think I mean I would love to see like a, a supercut like that of that done in live action but I also think you're right. A, that could get expensive. B, I don't know that you necessarily need to because you could just have Ahsoka explain, you know, Thrawn, Ezra, you know, I need to go find this villain. I need to find my Jedi friend who's with him. I'm taking Sabine along with me. You don't have to explain everything that happened in Rebels along the way um, but, to necessarily understand what the main, you know, thrust of that story is going to be. And they can explain a lot through exposition and stuff. But yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go. Next one. Cool. So kind of going back to the video game side, have you heard more anything about the... Star Wars Eclipse game that was teased That's back right. last year. That weird, weird, weird I've, trailer. I've heard not great things. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. Well, the studio that's making that has been in some trouble with CEOs making inappropriate comments, and there's been trouble with like them trying to hire a big enough development team and you know toxic workplace and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, I've also heard that 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 game. Like maybe part of the reason they announced it and showed that really cool cinematic trailer was to try to bolster, like get people to want to come there and work on it and that they <laughs> didn't really have a full plan in place. And so even though that was announced like last year, the latest I've heard is that that game might not actually come out till like 2027 or 2028. But so. there are a lot of other Star Wars games in development. Respawn has uh, Jedi Survivor, but they're also working on like a first person shooter game and a strategy game. Uh, like Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game. There's the KOTOR remake. Uh, you know, there's Lego Star Wars that just came out. So there's tons of Star Which Wars is games awesome. coming out in the next few years. Eclipse is just going to be not one of the not one of the soonest not ones. Not anytime to come out. soon. Yeah. Please hold. We will <laughs> yeah. get back to your. But I want to learn Eclipse about the guy who beat the drum. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so like towards the end of Mandalorian 2.5. Yep. You see that. Uh, Luke is just beginning to build uh, his academy in there and anything. Do you think in any of the other live action uh, the, uh, series you'll see uh, any uh, apprentices show up and uh, be directed towards Luke? Um, I mean, it's possible with the, uh, what is the, the, the kids? show, mm -hmm. uh, that some of those might be force sensitive and maybe they'll get shunted over. I think it's also possible early on in the Ahsoka show to have her, you know, sort of like meditating or, or like recovering from something at Luke's Tedite Temple, so we might see something sort of ancillary, but um, I think Tales of the Jedi might, which is the animated anthologies, might have some more of that stuff too. Yeah, that was such a groundbreaking episode of Boba Fett with Luke, because that really made me think, God, they could make another movie with Luke, Leia, and Han. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when, and it, it, it was a, it was just amazing. Anyway, yeah, I think we have definitely not seen the last of Luke in live action in that Mandalorian time period. I mean, yeah. when we saw him at the end of season two, I was like, 
was that the only time, or like, could we maybe see him again? Like, in, the, once we saw him in Book of Boba Fett, and how much better the graphics were and everything from his appearance in Mandalorian, I was like, oh, they're definitely doing more stuff. Yeah, with him. yeah. You know, whether we whether we eventually get a full blown like Luke training young Jedi series, which I would love to see, I don't know if they'll ever go that far with it, but I think he'll probably at least continue to show up in Mando and Ahsoka and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't invest that much capital into something just for one episode, especially sure. because I mean, one thing I guess we could mention too is like back. Back when they first announced the Ahsoka series and the Rangers of the New Republic, which was also supposed to be tied into this whole universe, and now that seems to kind of have like not be happening, melded back into Mando season three. Like they're just going to kind of keep those elements within the Mandalorian. I don't think that show as uh, as its own thing is is still happening. Um, but they mentioned that it's all going to build towards one climactic finale. That's going to kind of be the characters and the storylines from all these shows kind of building to one moment, which I imagine is going to have to do something with Thrawn and probably a resurgence of the Empire, maybe some, you know, even sort of their own reinterpretation of the heir to the Empire story, and I can't imagine them doing that without Luke playing a big part of it. So, mm-hmm. That's fair. Maybe? Maybe Mara Jade. Maybe Mara Jade, maybe not. I mean, you know, I, whenever, I know. whenever somebody it's asks like, Filoni about Mara Jade, he goes, eh, Mara, Mara Jade. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because, you know, you you see Luke in the sequel trilogy and you're like, that doesn't look like a guy that's been married to Mara Jade for 20 years or something. But we also in Revenge of the Sith wouldn't have think that. Maybe it was a really Anakin, bad, we, bad marriage. We, we wouldn't have thought in Revenge of the Sith that Anakin had a Padawan for the last three years either. And they incorporated her in and she's one of the most loved characters now. So I think they could work Mara Jade in if they wanted to. Yeah. But we'll see. Next. Excellent. Um, so back in the day, I had the honor to work on Star Wars Galaxies a little bit. Uh, so I have a love of open world, you know, Star Wars Galaxies. Now, you mentioned the, the uh, Star Wars Ubisoft game. I heard that that's going to be an open world Mando series. Did you ha- do you have anything to expand upon that? I, keep I have only heard world. that it's open world. Yeah, as far open as being, world. As far as it being Mandalorian, I mean, I've heard that rumored. I've heard that that's something that people would like. I mean, it is kind of weird that Mandalorian is like the sort of the biggest Star Wars project right now. It's been going for two game, or two years and uh, I just got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga with the Mandalorian DLC and I was like, wait, this is the first time I've played Mando in a video game is as a <laughs> Lego figure. So I would love to see a, a video game incorporating Mando at some point, but I don't know anything official about if that's what what well, that's like going to focus on. Assassin's Creed t- style, you know, Mando. I mean, they've got the engine, they've got the everything else. Yeah. I mean, it's it's entirely possible or some sort of Mando-esque character, but I'm sure someone will make a skin for it. I, I, loved, <laughs> yeah. I loved Star Wars Bounty Hunter back in Attack of the Clones playing on my GameCube and, and uh, just just almost like an open, kind of, it was kind of open worldish. Yeah. I mean, any place where you can you can tie up a, a random civilian and set them on fire for no reason. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's even, a good game for me. Even if it's not <laughs> even, even if it's not Din Djarin specifically, because I can understand them maybe wanting to keep that story just within the series because there's so much like integrated storytelling and everything's canon like not want to ha- put a vid- video game in development that's going to take five years to make and then five years from now that has to line up with what they're doing in the shows and stuff but to at least make a game that sort of fulfills that sort of fantasy where you're playing as a Mandalorian or a bounty hunter and getting to you know explore an open world and go after bounties and use all these weapons and gadgets and stuff I think is too good an opportunity for somebody to pass up at some point if so. that's the case I'm going to make Cat Bane um. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice okay one other quick 
quick thing. So this is a, if you ever talk to somebody, this is a, a game idea. We, some of us like Pokemon Go, but we need to call it Order 66 and reskin it and we, we hunt Jedi. Wow, that's so, darn. Find the Jedi. <laughs> yes. I got to go to the park, honey. You know, I've got to go to the park and hunt a Jedi. I kind of love it, but that's dark. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you force people. If we capture and fight Jedi, the, the whole game would be raids because, you know, if you're playing as one clone trooper, you're not going to be able to take on a Jedi. Sounds like something Disney would absolutely approve. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. I have a question, a couple of questions for you guys and for the audience, too. Uh, where do you think the the pathway for Man- Mandalorian goes now that he has the dark saber and Grogu is with him and is a Jedi? They hinted up in the the Boba Fett that there was in the past uh, Mandalorian Jedi that has both the Force and uh, is a Mandalorian. Do you think he's going to be a Mandalorian Jedi or Grogu or maybe both of them? That's the first question. Hmm, a Mandalorian Grogu being a Mandalorian Jedi. I, well, I mean. <laughs> That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I think they're trying to... This is just a speculation. It looks like they're trying to move away from the idea of Grogu even becoming a Jedi at all. Um, because he made the choice to go back right. to, to the Mandalorian. But you think like, Mandalorian can learn yeah. the way to... Uh, but the he's still using this, the Force, so, you know... The, the reason I'm asking this, if you've seen... Yeah. If you've seen the, the, the Boba Fett, the, her, his master... Or, or I don't know how yeah. the, her name, but she said in the past there was a Mandalorian that has the dark saber and he knows the way of the Force and is a Mandalorian at the same time. So maybe yeah. he's going to become both. I mean, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like it's so hard to kind of speculate on that with Grogu when he's so young and ages so slowly. So to think like, oh yeah, we could see him grow up to become a Jedi who like has the dark saber and he's also a Mandalorian. It's like yeah, but that would be like a hundred years in the future that he'd be like a full adult. Um, and it's hard to even imagine like how that would tie into this storyline. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I would love to see something like that. I think it would be cool, but it's also it's hard to just co- you know connect those dots because that would be so far removed from this Mandalorian story by the time he gets to that point. And unless it, he has, unless you know that species has a major growth spurt at some point. But and I don't it also know. seems that the dark saber is really getting tied in with the Mandalorian culture coming up with uh, Mandalorian season three because they are going back to Mandalore. Yeah. And there's all the stuff about who rules and, and that sort of thing. And it seems like they're focusing more in on the the Mandalore side of the Darksaber history rather than taking it back to a Jedi. Yeah. So I think the whole, maybe in the future, but I don't think anytime soon they're going to do something like that. And I think the whole Jedi thing with that is, yeah, like the, the origin of that lore is that it was created by the first Mandalorian who was also a Jedi. And that just kind of explains why there's even a lightsaber in the first place that Mandalorians use. But now it's more of just sort of a Mandalorian symbol of power. Obviously, you don't have to have the force to be able to wield it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't th- like, I definitely don't think Din Djarin is is going to become a Jedi or something. No. But I would love to see maybe Luke, you know, just training him in lightsaber combat so he can be more proficient in that blade if totally. the ar- if well, the armor if the armor is not same with Kanan him, and right? Sabine. I mean, yeah, like yeah. Kane like Kanan had to teach Sabine how to, to wield the dark saber, so yeah. perhaps he needs to go to Luke to for uh, help with that. That would be a great way to put Luke back in it again. Like we yeah. said, you yeah. spend a lot of money on getting it right, might as well do it again. Exactly. All right, the, think- the, the second question is about Obi-Wan, so if the one didn't watch all the years, it is minor spoiler, I'm not going to go into what, what do you guys prediction to the third episode, because you see like he clearly is struggling with the force and he's going to pass to a certain training with a third episode I mean, prediction I, I, yeah, I think, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on 
for those that haven't seen Obi-Wan, I don't, I don't want to give any, you know, you can predictions right it. now because uh, that's, uh, there's a lot that I'm going to base off of what happened in the episode. So come up afterwards. If, you, if, if anybody yeah, wants to hear point. about our predictions for episode three of, <laughs> of Obi-Wan, come up after the panel. We'll talk to you about it then. That Here's sounds the like table. a good idea. All, all I will say is this, because they've, they've pretty much confirmed that we're going to see Obi-Wan square off with Vader. That that was the whole point right. of bringing Vader back, is that it's going to be this epic showdown. And in the first couple episodes, we see that he's rusty. He hasn't used the Force in a while. So there's definitely going to be a progression. You know, In episode two, he, he wouldn't be in any condition to go up against Vader. But over over the course of the next few episodes, obviously he's going to get to that point and be able to hold his own. So right. he's just got, got to shake the dust off. Yeah. There's a lot of dust on Tatooine. <laughs> it uh, gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so you've seen that Star Wars has a lot of projects um, going on. A lot. I don't know if we've ever seen so many different projects at you know, one time. But have you heard anything about doing more of a um, Knights of Ren background and understanding that. That's always something that's rumored is a Knights of Ren that comes up every now and then, that they're working on a Knights of Ren thing. I know J.J. Abrams wanted one, uh-huh. but I don't know if there's anything actively in production at this point with it. Um, but the way it seems things are going is that they've got like a hopper of ideas that keep like getting developed, and then they pick one out of a hat every so often to start working on. <laughs> is what it kind of feels like. So the idea is out there, and people involved with Star Wars have talked about it, but I don't think there's anything about the Knights of Ren that's in production right now or that's coming anytime soon. And they, do you do you read the Star Wars comics? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, like, I, don't, I haven't kept up with a lot of them, but I know that there's stuff involving the Knights of Ren in some of the current ongoing comics. So I think that might be kind of where it's relegated to for now. But you never know who's going to show up in in this kind of right. stuff, especially right. with, you know, with like the Mandalorian, for example. Um, in season two, we saw like that imperial base that had that that clone looking thing that was like, oh, is this kind of tying into Snoke and the whole efforts to bring back Palpatine and stuff? So if we start seeing more little seeds like that that are starting to plant, you know, seeds for for stuff that pops up in the sequel trilogy, we might see them at some point. See, but, yeah, that would make sense for Ahsoka, even a season yeah. two of Ahsoka, perhaps. Yeah, I don't I don't think they would do like. Like a just a Knights of Ren movie or series, or something just about them. Because if they really wanted to dive back into the sequel trilogy, I think there's other characters and storylines that maybe need some more fleshing out, um, or, or that yeah, that that would take kind of higher priority. But the Knights of Ren do seem to be, at least in the comics, like those type of characters that can just kind of pop up anywhere and and sort of re you know reintegrate into that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah they're going to focus. They're going to continue to go to the sequel era era yeah. as well in the future. But right now they're just hitting the the original trilogy slash uh, Mandalorian uh, era, I yeah, think, yeah. for the most part. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And we have time for one more. One, last one? Last yeah. one. Oh, shoot. Make it a good one. Right, so, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, in the Clone Wars series, uh, Cad Bane was one of my favorite characters. Mine too. And in Mandalorian 2.5, um, <laughs> do you think they kind of wasted his character, or how do you think they... Oh. Did they waste, did did they they waste, waste Cad Bane and Boba Fett? Uh, well, he was definitely wasted in one way. Bam. Uh. No, but I actually hope... No, I was telling Jace about this. I, I actually really... Even though I know it would hurt Boba Fett's character, 
I don't want Cad Bane to be dead. I, I, I really want Cad Bane to still be alive. And the little lights were blinking on his chest, as many people pointed out. So there could be a chance. Should I? Do I? Just, but then again, just because I want him to be alive doesn't mean he should be alive. Yeah. Um, did they waste his character, though? I don't think so, because Cad Bane is quite old by that time. He was not young in the Clone Wars. He was probably like, you know, 40s in the Clone Wars. So he's... And he's, he's in still his, the best gunfighter. He still beat right. Boba yeah. when it yeah. came to... So by the fun. time we get to Mandalorian, he's got to be in his 60s or 70s. So he's, he's twilighting. Uh, a little bit, I would think. Yeah, you never want to so, see. I mean, I'm I, I, never... don't, I would never want him to see Cad Bane just sort of peter out and become geriatric. Right. So <laughs> having, but of course, the minute that they showed him in Boba Fett, I was like, well, this is how he dies. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why are they bringing I, him I didn't. In? I didn't need to see the last episode to know he was going to right. die. Right. He was originally uh, going to be ostensibly uh, uh, killed, like in the Clone Wars, in like a deleted yeah. episode by Boba Fett. and young so, Boba. Yeah. Uh, as a fight. so. Yeah, his death has been planned since they were still making Clone Wars, so, you know, I kind of expected it. And we still yeah. have a lot more where we can get good Cad Bane stuff and yeah, Bad Batch and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, you know, and the same with, it's like all these characters, you know, they kill them all off and then you get more Maul later. And you know, there's always <laughs> yeah. more time where we can get more time with these characters and a story yeah. we've never heard. Yeah, I like the way they used Cad Bane in Book of Boba. I feel like his... You know, his appearance at the end of episode six and then him, you know, as the villain throughout episode seven, it was like he looked really cool. He got some cool action moments um, and I'm totally OK with his death. Like, I think Boba should be the one to take him out. Like you said, that was kind of a, a fulfillment of something they wanted to do in Clone Wars and never got to do. Um, I think maybe the only complaint is just I wish he was in it more. So I wouldn't say yeah. I, I wouldn't say that they wasted his character because, like, I'm OK with him being killed off. And I liked the stuff they did with him. I just wish he'd been in it longer. But like you said, there's room to go back and, you know, stories that are yeah. told during the Imperial era or in between episodes three and four, we can have Cat being pop up again in those. Yeah. Plenty of plenty of bounties for him well, to catch. Well, yeah. we went over a ton of stuff, and we were able to get through it all. It's 2.30. It's time for us to wrap up. So thank you so much, everybody. If you have questions or anything and you want to talk to us a little more, we'll be up here for a few more minutes. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs>